Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel, straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525. Yeah, how about three more months of this? If that sounds like a good idea to you, uh, get yourself out to Southern Cal, uh, Southern California. Yeah, the, uh, the public health director of Los Angeles County, Barbara Ferrer, uh, she said today that the stay-at-home order, and this is a quote, with all certainty, unquote, will extend for three more months out there. That's uh, that's right. Three more months. Now, by my calculations, that takes them almost to the start of the school year. That would be mid-August. So good luck to the Dodgers, Angels, Chargers, Rams, UC, uh, USC, uh, UCLA. Uh, how are any of the leagues in college and high school football going to start playing if nobody's allowed out of the house until mid-August? How's that going to work? How do you practice? How do you get ready for games? Uh and the beaches out there are opening tomorrow, by the way. But if you're uh, planning to go out, go to the beach in Southern Cal tomorrow, um, uh, make sure that you have a mask with you because if you're not in the water, you are going to be required to wear a mask on the beach. That sounds like a lot of fun, doesn't it? If you've been, if you've been wearing a mask around here lately, at a, you know, an 85 degree, degree day on the beach in the hot sun, it'd be a lot of fun to have that mask on there. Give you a nice tan line on your face, too. So, uh, but make sure if you go to the beach, you got the mask on. Now, if you go in the water, you can take the mask off because apparently the virus doesn't like water. But there's no sunbathing. Uh, there will be no sitting in the sun, no chairs, no lying around on a towel. You have to be moving. No coolers, no food. So have a good time at the beach. Just keep moving around. And by the way, uh, coming up in our second half hour, I should tell you, we, we will tell you about a brain doctor who says wearing a mask is not only useless, but could be bad for your health, especially if you're already sick. But whatever happened to flattening the curve, by the way? Wasn't that where they put the goalposts a couple of months ago? Do they really think that people are going to put up with this insanity for three more months anywhere? I, I think it would be almost un-American uh, for people not to riot in the streets over this. They, I mean, by... Come on, middle of July, and they're still doing this, and they're not riding in the streets? How are businesses going to survive being shut down for three more months? And keep in mind that half of the cases in California, and that includes L.A. County, of course, are in nursing homes. Uh, Dr. Fauci testified in the Senate today, and Senator Rand Paul, who is Dr. Rand Paul, uh, told Fauci that a one-size-fits-all for the entire country is ridiculous. He said every prediction has been wrong, and he said uh, that Fauci, he told Fauci that uh, he shouldn't be the be-all and end-all on the subject. He said that it should, uh, this decision should be made based on the conditions on the ground in, in various locations, and individual school districts could make the decision on whether or not kids should go to school. To tell everybody in the United States to, that their kids can't go to school, he says, is ridiculous. Meanwhile, Nancy Pelosi is introducing a new $3 trillion stimulus. It'll extend the sick, among other things, it'll extend the $600 a week addition to uh, unemployment checks through January, which, of course, means that people who are making, you know, 900 bucks a week, 300 on unemployment plus the 600 uh, that would be $45,000 a year to not work. We'll have no incentive to go back to work. Uh, for less or for the same amount, when the small business owners are finally able to reopen, they're going to be looking for people to work. They're not going to want to come back. So when we come back from the break, we're going to talk to state rep, to a state rep, that is, uh, who called the governor of Pennsylvania a coward and said it's time to reopen Pennsylvania. And while we're on the subject of the governor, by the way, before I go to the break, I think the media should be ashamed of themselves for letting this guy get away with his bogus press conferences where he only takes, you know, written questions read to him by one of his staffers. The reporters aren't there, as far as I know, to ask follow-ups. They're not in the room. He just takes the questions from the staffer 
who reads them to him, and then he answers them. Any serious reporter should refuse to submit questions to this guy. They all should agree not to participate. Everybody in the media should get together and just boycott the questions. No more questions for the governor. And let him go on TV and talk to his staffer or talk to the wall, for that matter. The media should be embarrassed to be a part of this, and I don't know why they keep doing it. When we come back, State Rep Ryan Warren, who's fed up with the governor. Stick around. spending more time at home these days, but somehow the wind and the rain didn't get the memo about shelter in place. This is John Stoggerwald with some great news from Windows R Us Pittsburgh. They've been granted a waiver by the governor to handle any emergency repairs outside your home. If you've had damage to your roof, gutters, siding, or windows, Windows R Us Pittsburgh can still answer the call. And everything will be handled in strict compliance with the government's social distancing guidelines to keep your family and their employees safe. You may be eligible for free repair or replacement with the area's premier exterior replacement company with over 50 years of home remodeling experience. Visit WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com for a free inspection from one of their highly trained appraisers. For a no-pressure approach with no hidden fees and one of the fastest turnaround times in the industry, a company who will never skip town when it comes to honoring their warranty. WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. That's WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. Lately, the stock market has been a roller coaster ride, going up and down. Will the upcoming election or the spread of the coronavirus cause another drop? No one knows, but before it does and potentially affects your retirement income, make sure your retirement portfolio is prepared for a market correction. Make an appointment with the Synergy Group. Roy and Jason Locks and the team at the Synergy Group have since 1988 seen markets rise and fall, and they can help you weather a future storm. At your first meeting with the Synergy Group, it's a get-to-know-you meeting. Relaxed, no pressure, no hype, friendly. Roy and Jason Locks think it's important to get to know you and what you envision for your retirement. Plan now so you can be prepared no matter what storms are on the horizon. Schedule a visit today at 412-673-7760. The Synergy Group, 412-673-7760. Securities offered through JW Cole Financial, member FINRA SIPC. Investment advice offered through J.W. Cole Advisors. J.W. Cole Financial and J.W. Cole Advisors are not affiliated with the Synergy Group Incorporated. Like the rest of us, you're probably tired of all those annoying sales calls to your home telephone number. Now, there's a solution. OurOldNumber.com will block those pesky robocalls from getting through. And most live sales calls will hang up. So how does it work? Callers to your home telephone number will hear a personalized greeting from you. The caller selects the family member they wish to reach, and the call is immediately forwarded onto the family member's cell phone. There's no equipment to buy. There's nothing to install. No long-term contracts. It's still your phone number and remains in directory assistance. The service is only $9.99 per month, and you can eliminate your landline connection and save money. Now, calls to your home phone number can reach any member of the family wherever they are and get rid of those annoying sales calls. OurOldNumber.com. It's just $9.99 per month. Go to OurOldNumber.com to learn how you can get started blocking sales calls today. That's OurOldNumber.com. OurOldNumber.com. You'll be glad you did. If you're in HR, you're probably wearing a lot of hats. Recruiter, team builder, trainer, mediator, policy maker, and of course, paper pusher. But not anymore. Bamboo HR is the number one HR software for small and medium businesses. It manages all your employee data easily and automates countless tasks so you can focus on people, not paperwork. Bamboo HR frees you from spreadsheets so you can do your real job, creating a great place to work. If the data shuffle and paperwork mountain have you ready to hang up all your hats, you're ready for Bamboo. If you handle HR records and paperwork, Bamboo HR is a dream. Let us free up your time and put your days of pushing paperwork behind you so you can focus on the people and making your company a great place to work for everyone. Try PC Magazine's top pick for HR software free today. Just go to BambooHR.com slash HR. This is a limited offer, only available to radio listeners at BambooHR.com slash HR. That's BambooHR.com slash HR. The John Steigerwall Show, AM 1250, The Answer. Well, Ryan Warner is a state representative representing Pennsylvania's 52nd District, and he became a hit 
on Twitter yesterday when somebody tweeted a post uh, that he put up on Facebook to the governor uh, where he ripped Tom Wolf for being a coward and said, My man, you don't even have the courage to openly answer questions from the press. You, sir, are not the supreme ruler of Pennsylvania. Representative Warner joins us now. Thanks for being here, uh, Ryan. I really appreciate it. Hey, John, I'm glad to be here. Thank you so much for having me on the show today. So who was uh, he calling cowards? Well, John, he was calling uh, business owners, elected officials in the state of Pennsylvania, he was calling any of them cowards that were openly defying the orders that he had mandated, that he had begun two months ago. And, you know, I made it, I made it a point in, in that message, in that, that letter that you saw, that He's calling people cowards. Meanwhile, for the last two months, he's he has ignored these very same people, John. He's worked with governors from outside of our state and the Northeastern Corridor while ignoring governors from Ohio and West Virginia. But he's ignored every elected official in this state, has had uh, given himself uh, a, an exuberant amount of power for the last two months. And now he's going to call these people cowardly. I, I just think it was inexcusable. And you said he's uh, not the supreme ruler of Pennsylvania. I think he should wear a powdered wig uh, during his bogus press conferences. <laughs> I mean, uh, that's what he yeah, would look good in a, you know, and maybe maybe wear the old the clothes from the 18th century. I mean, how did he and so many other governors get so drunk with power? Yeah, you know, you bring up a great point. That was part of my frustrations is that, you know, someone that's going to call anyone a coward in this state that, look, first of all, it, it, the governor doesn't even have the courage to openly face the media, John. Mm-hmm. His his press conferences are – I mean, he didn't even do them out in the open or public. He did them behind a, uh, behind a, behind a camera. Uh, but they are all filtered through a staff member. The staff member takes questions from the media, and he then delivers them to the governor. There's no possibility for follow-up. There's nobody in the media that can respond, reply, or anything to what's being to what's being asked. Which, again, I, I think that's inexcusable. Now, look, Governor Cuomo in New York, I don't agree with the guy politically, um, and, and the president. Uh, I, I commend him. Uh, both of these gentlemen openly, at least openly, take questions mm-hmm. from and the media. And follow-up questions. Yes, and follow-up questions. So, uh, again, I, I don't I don't agree with Governor Cuomo on many things politically, but I, I'll give him credit that at least he'll stand up in front of the, the press and take questions with, with, that our own governor doesn't have the decency to do during, during what's perhaps the largest crisis that many of us will face in our lifetimes. Yeah, and I, as a, someone who's been in the media for a long time, um, I said at the beginning of my show today, before you came on, that uh, I'm embarrassed for the media, uh, and they should be ashamed for allowing him to get away with it. Uh, someone uh, should t- uh, in the media should uh, try to get everybody together and boycott the thing and say, look, if, if we can't be in the room and ask you questions and then ask you follow-ups, you ain't getting our questions. So go ahead and do your press conference and do it because because in that situation, Ryan, I'm going to make the assumption that if my question's a little bit too tough, it either isn't going to be asked or it's going to be asked in in an, uh, in a in a strategic at a strategic point in the press conference that it's going to be uh, not have to be he's not going to be made to be uh, feel uncomfortable with it, and he's supposed to be made uncomfortable by the media. That's the whole point. He's supposed to answer questions, so. I'm I'm embarrassed for them. I you know that's not that's not an issue for you, but I think it is embarrassing. No, absolutely, and that that's one of my frustrations. John is like, look, when he was calling people a coward, I'm saying, okay, we are we are now two months into into his orders to the shutdowns, and we never hear questions or answers about the millions of people. That is millions of people that aren't collecting money on a failed unemployment compensation system mm-hmm. that is under the direct purview of the governor and the secretary of that department. Uh, yeah, that I think is, a lot of people think that's a federal thing because the federal, you hear about it, you hear the president talking about it, and you hear people like Nancy Pelosi talking about it, but it's a state thing. And it's if you're, if you're not getting your check, it's the state's fault, correct? 
That is that is absolutely correct. Now the the the, the federal stimulus money that was directly handled right. with that was directly handled by the federal government. But yeah. your unemployment compensation, what in the Federal CARES Act, what the federal government did, they they set aside money to give unemployment compensation to people that normally don't collect it. If you're self-employed, you do you do gig work. If you weren't typically eligible for unemployment. However, it is up to the states to implement the money. Even though the money came from the federal government, the states are the ones to, to implement it. Now, these people that have been self that that are self-employed that have been shut down by absolutely no fault of their own. They've been shut down by the directive of the governor and the governor alone. Uh, are looking to him for answers because again, eight weeks without a paycheck, John, nothing, not a dime. They were they many of these people have received nothing. He doesn't, he doesn't answer questions about it. They rolled out a application system for unemployment compensation for self employed that was an absolute disaster. It had more bugs, glitches, and I you know I just want to give a special thanks to the girls in my office who fielded phone calls you know, acting basically as the Department of Labor and Industry or Unemployment Compensation uh, Office just constantly all day long. Uh, and they rolled out this application two weeks before you could even apply or file for your benefits. So I don't understand why, why there was a rush. And look, I, I'm not, I'm not going to be bashful to say it. The rollout of the system was a complete disaster, and that is, it is directly under the purview of the governor and the secretary of the Department of Labor and Industry, and there should be answers for it. And there haven't been any to this point, correct? No, nothing. There, 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 there's won't, there's won't been nothing. The no, there, there. And the other point that I'd like to, if I were a member of the media, John, that's one thing I would love to be able to ask the governor. Mind you, think as a representative, I'd, I'd have some kind of access to get these these questions answered. Unfortunately, you do not because of the how uh, closed this administration has been. But the other point I'd bring up is, look, where did I give a speaker of the House, Mike Terzai, credit for being able to get some of this information for us that he had a press. But, you know, we're finding out information now that almost three quarters of all the deaths from COVID in Pennsylvania are in nursing homes, that there mm-hmm. was a plan that was supposed to be implemented in this state to protect people in those nursing homes that was failed to be implemented. Again, those nursing homes and, uh, uh, and facilities of that nature, again, under the direct purview of the governor and the secretary of health. Mind you, we just found out information today that the secretary of health pulled her own mother out of one of those nursing homes while we were putting people into them. Explain to me why. That is a question that should rightfully be asked and answered by the governor. Yeah, and uh, again, the media needs to... um just insist. I mean, here, see, if I were if 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 I were at the press conference, um, I th- I think I would yell out a question if they allowed me in the room. Uh, I, I wouldn't allow. I mean, I I would feel it was my obligation to yell out a follow up or or a challenge to a uh, to an answer that he gives. But you can't do that if you're not in the room. So uh, if they wouldn't let me in the room, I I would say that why am I why am I why am I uh, contributing to this uh, show by by providing questions that he can then orchestrate to the best of his ability and to for, to his benefit? And I can't I can't follow up my own questions. It's beyond stupid. So I, I'd like to see an explanation for it. But I'm back here in Pittsburgh. What am I going to do? Um, yeah. So um, we were told this was about flattening the curve. So it seems like the goalposts are being moved all over the country in every state. And it looks yeah. like they've been moved here too. They, they've definitely been moved. They, they've been moved from day one since the the governor had released this um, you know arbitrary um, business shutdown list. It, it's constantly changing in flux, but flux. But I think that's part of the the frustrations that you see breaking, John. That even people that were that I know that were supportive of the governor in the beginning are now. Uh, I would say on the side of frustration that that so many other Pennsylvanians have is that you know we were we were told listen if everybody can buckle down uh, it's going to sting for a little bit but we need to do this so that our hospital systems do not get overrun so that we have enough medical supplies to treat this influx of COVID patients that are, are to come in and you know what for the most people people stepped up businesses. Uh, you know, I, 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 a lot of good faith people out there said, okay, we can do what we need to do. And that was supposed to only be two weeks long, mind you, John. Now, here we are, two months later, the, yep. the curve 
is flattened, John. And, you know, we are now more, I would venture to say, we're more at a more risk now of causing more deaths by continuing the shutdown, which I can get into some of those statistics. But here's from, you know, everybody in, in, in Western Pennsylvania is familiar with UPMC. These are some of the quotes that they've had that have headlined um, news articles. This UPMC, COVID-19, not as deadly as feared. Mm-hmm. Feared coronavirus surge simply hasn't happened. UPMC, what we cannot do is extend social, social isolation. Um, you know, and to mention on top of that, John, we're at, we're at close to less than 5% of all hospital beds in use in Pennsylvania. And out of those, only 1.46% of those uh, in those beds are on ventilators. That was a big story. We've got to have enough ventilators yep. in New York. We have, you know, meanwhile, we sent in a hospital ship that I only think a handful of patients went on. I mean, look, we've done our duty. We, we have flattened the curve, and there is no... Absolutely no need for this governor to continue to make unilateral decisions, which is why I ask that we take away his disaster declaration. We should go through the normal legislative process at this point. There's absolutely no reason to do it. Uh, and, you know, the, the, like I said, the, the curve has been flattened, and we've done, we've done our part. Talking to Ryan Warner, he's state rep uh, representing Pennsylvania's 52nd district. Uh, and in your message to him uh, yesterday, you said um, – uh, that, that well, you called him a coward, I should say, for hiding his secret business waiver. What's that all about? I got a couple of minutes left here. Okay, so John, what they did was when he initially came out with a list of quote unquote life sustaining businesses, which was ridiculous because um, coal mining was initially not on the list. Yeah. Um, which Pennsylvania is the third largest coal producing state for electricity in the United States of America. So yeah. I think that's pretty life sustaining, but. So there was a waiver process that you could apply for a waiver. Mm-hmm. Now, it just so happened to be that the governor's former business making cabinets, cabinet, uh, kitchen cabinets, was granted one of these waivers, oh, that's uh, which I questioned, why would a kitchen cabinet manufacturer be granted a waiver when you've closed down construction in the state of Pennsylvania? Who are they manufacturing cabinets for? Right. Uh, but there was, a, there was a waiver process list, and... This was this was sent out to the state police. State police had had a copy of this list, the people that were granted a waiver. Uh, and what we asked from the General Assembly, because we still live in a republic with democratic principles, John, we asked, mm-hmm. OK, could you please show us this business waiver list? Who applied and who was denied? Because here was the issue I got within my own district, John. So I had businesses. One business was granted a waiver. A business that did the same exact thing using the same exact language in the application was denied. And that we've seen instances of that all throughout the state. Uh, it wasn't until the governor was subpoenaed that he relinquished some of that information. He released the businesses that were granted a waiver. He still did not release the businesses that have applied uh, and were denied that waiver. But that, was, that, that only happened because he was subpoenaed by the Senate uh, in the General Assembly. Uh, uh, Ryan, I only have a minute left. I'm up against a hard break. So I have to, last question. At what point does open defiance uh, from the people become expected and, if that, for that matter, acceptable? Well, I think, you, I think you're already seeing that, John, in the fact that you have uh, sheriffs, district attorneys, county officials across the state saying that we're going to open up and do what we want. And unfortunately, it appears that the governor has lost his ability to govern. You can only govern people that are willing to be governed. And he obviously, he pushed the limit, John. He, it's, it's gone too far. And real quickly, uh, do you get, are you getting more and more complaints from your district, from your constituents? Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I think people are, again, they're fed up in, in our area, too, because, John, I have a district that borders West Virginia and is not far from Ohio. So, I, I mean, I live 30 minutes from Morgantown. I have people that are going down there to get haircuts and, you know, the, the whole economy is open up there. So my business owners here are irate when they're 30 minutes away saying, why can't I open up? Unbelievable. Unbelievably stupid. Yeah. Gr- great job, Ryan. Appreciate it. I'm out of time. Hey. Thanks. John, thank you. Big fan. Thank you so much. All right. Ryan Warner of 52nd District. We'll be right back. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. Dr. Anthony Fauci, the nation's top infectious disease expert, is warning Congress and the nation 
of what he calls really serious consequences of suffering, death, and deeper economic damage if state and local officials lift stay-at-home orders too quickly. A shutdown on Broadway has been extended again at least until early September. Although an exact date for performances to resume has yet to be determined, Broadway producers are now offering refunds and exchanges for tickets purchased for shows through September 6th. Consumer prices fell eight-tenths percent in April with the declines led by a huge drop in gasoline prices and in sectors most affected by shutdowns. An afternoon slump on Wall Street gained momentum in the last hour of trading. The Dow fell 457 points today. The Nasdaq was down 189. This is SRN News. Right now, home sweet home has never been sweeter. Our homes are more important than ever, and finding people we trust to take care of them is just as important. For over 20 years, Home Advisor has been connecting homeowners with trusted local plumbers, electricians, roofers, and more. And now we're making it easier than ever for great pros to join the Home Advisor network. For a limited time, home service businesses can get $200 in free advertising. Visit homeadvisor.com slash offer 200 for details. That's homeadvisor.com slash offer 200. This is Dennis Prager and my friends. They're at it again. The left is doing its best to silence ideas it doesn't like. Hollywood does not want you to see my film, No Safe Spaces, which is why you won't see it on Netflix or Amazon Prime. But now you can watch No Safe Spaces for a limited time at nosafespaces.com. It's time to fight back and protect freedom in America. See No Safe Spaces. It is a great film starring me and Adam Carolla. We always hear that elections have consequences. When Democrats took over the House, it led to the impeachment of an elected president. This radio station wants every listener to focus on what's important. How do we save America from the forces that want to tear it apart? How do we make sure we save America for our kids and our grandkids? The hosts on this station need you to engage in the fight. We need you to register to vote. Elections have consequences. Make sure you are part of the solution. AM 1250, The Answer. Looking for a new job? Coast to Coast Career Fairs and The Answer are hosting a free virtual job fair Wednesday through Friday, May 20th through the 22nd from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. Attend this virtual job fair from anywhere online. It's free for job seekers and open to the public. Connect virtually with dozens of good employers who are hiring in the Pittsburgh area. Virtual interviews available for a variety of positions. Wednesday, May 20th to Friday, May 22nd. Pre-register at c2cjobfairs.com. c2cjobfairs.com. Sponsored by The Answer Pittsburgh. This is Jay Hagerman of Abernathy and Hagerman. Upon your passing, you wouldn't want a judge to decide who raises your children or how your estate gets divided. It is important to review your estate planning documents to ensure they protect what matters most. At Abernathy and Hagerman, we will work with you to establish an estate plan that nominates a guardian for your minor children and that your assets are used for your family's benefit. Judge for yourself. For legal help that lasts a lifetime, visit a-h.law. This is John Samick, owner of Service Master of Greater Pittsburgh. All of our cleaning and disinfection services use hospital-grade, EPA-registered products. Contact us to provide peace of mind for your employees. Demand the yellow van. Call Service Master. This is John Samick, owner of Service Master Greater Pittsburgh. Our specialty cleaning services can provide the peace of mind your customers and employers need as your business reopens. Demand the yellow van. Call Service Master Greater Pittsburgh and schedule a consultation today. AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The Answer. WPGP Pittsburgh. W223CS Pittsburgh. A division of Salem Media Group. Listen on the Answer mobile app, smart speakers, tune in, iHeart, or radio.com. Stuck in traffic? We've got the answer. Looking just a little slow along 22 around Elliott Road. Looks like we're down to one lane with a construction pattern there. Reserve an earlier vehicle fire. Geyer Road at Mount Troy Road. Paving Project 228 in Cranberry at 79. And we've also got construction shutting down the Wabash Tunnel between Woodruff Street and Carson Street in Mount Washington. That's a look at traffic. I'm Jenny Robinson. AM 1250, The Answer, Weather. Becoming clear and cold tonight, low 35. Sunshine tomorrow, not as cool in the afternoon, high 61. Tomorrow, not increasing cloudiness, low 44. Thursday, rather cloudy with a few showers. It will be milder, high Thursday, 70. 
Friday, cloudy with a couple of showers, high 71. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Brian May. This is the John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250, The Answer. Well, we told you at the top of the show that uh, beaches in Los Angeles County open tomorrow and that if you're not in the water, you will be required to wear a mask. Not sure if it means you'll be arrested if you don't, but what if you found out that face masks pose serious threats to the healthy? That's what a neurosurgeon named Russell Blaylock says. It was posted today at Citizens for Free Speech by Pat Wood, who's the editor-in-chief at Technocracy News and Trends, and he joins us now. Pat, thanks for being here. Hello, John. Thank you. So uh, what, before we get to the, uh, the face mask stuff, um, what is technocracy, right. and what do you do at Technocracy News and Trends? Well, it's a long story in relation to Citizens for Free Speech, where the story was posted, but technocracy.news is a study of historic technocracy, which uh, uh, is probably not a long enough segment really to explain it in detail, but it has to do with the use of technology to control society or engineer society in someone else's um, you know, vision. Not our vision necessarily, but somebody else's vision. So... Most people are kind of familiar with what's going on with a lot of the big tech companies like the Facebooks and the Googles right. and so on. It kind of has to do with that, but it goes back a long ways philosophically. It goes all the way back to the 1930s. Well, we'll talk about that someday. That's, uh, we'll have you on again to go into more detail on that. But um, let's get to the face, back, uh, face mask insanity. They will be, as I said, required on the beach in Southern Cal tomorrow. Now you wrote a piece for the headline, Wear Your Face Mask and Savor Your CO2 Breath. What's that all about? <laughs> well, that is, that's my take on the face mask. Um, I've been discussing this with uh, a friend of mine, Dr. Russell Blaylock, um, who is a board-certified neurosurgeon, by the way. He's retired now, but the guy's brilliant. And... He's been uh, talking to me about the dangers of a face mask and the stuff that you breathe out of your mouth is supposed to stay out of your mouth. It's an exhaust system of your body. Uh, uh-huh. Well, there's other exhaust systems too. We won't talk about them here, but you know what I mean. And yeah. stuff goes out of your body. You don't want to take it back in. It just makes kind of common sense. Well, there's a lot of stuff like virus particles and bacteria, stuff like that that you exhale. And when you have a mask on and you breathe it back in again, um, you're enriching the content within your own lungs, you like rebreathing that stuff. And uh, it's just, it's, it just increases the concentration of bad stuff in your lungs. And also, it can go into your nasal cavities as well. And according to Dr. Blaylock, can find a path into your brain that way. He says that's not good. And there have been people that have been infected that way. And um, they're point is there are significant health risks for the healthy to wear face mask on a, a regular say a regular basis that doesn't mm-hmm. mean like you know for 10 minutes while you go in there 30 minutes while you get a a doctor's checkup or something in, or a dentist or something like that but habitually wearing a face yeah. mask can have health risks that's what it's saying well, there are people now, I mean, you see a face mask, if you go to a doctor's office or, you know, a doctor wearing it in surgery or a dentist putting one on when he's working on your teeth, uh, that's not somebody working in a supermarket uh, and, and a, on a, you know, a six or eight hour shift where he or she is supposed to be wearing a face mask for almost the entire time. Nobody does that, right? I mean, who? Nobody, nobody uh, does that normally. No. It, it, on a normal basis, nobody would do that. And you you would expect a, certainly a surgeon uh, who's operating on somebody, yeah. they always wear a face mask. And you know, that's kind of not what we're talking about. That's part of their profession. And it, it's a required thing because of just, you know, sanit- uh, you know sterilization stuff within the surgery center. But mm-hmm. when you're talking, you're out in public, you're working for a Costco, you're working for a grocery store or whatever – all these kids now are required to wear the face mask. They don't have a choice. They say, if you don't, if you don't wear the face mask, we're going to fire you. So they have to wear it. These people and, and are they, they may be risk. expecting kids to wear them in school all day. That's right. And it's insane. you know, I mean, 
I've talked to doctors who even say when they're in surgery, and they have, to, and some of them have to wear the N95 mask. That's a little more restrictive. Yep. They say that they cannot wear that for long periods of time because they either get lightheaded because of oxygen deprivation, or they get fatigue, or sometimes headaches as well. And so they'll switch out to a normal uh, surgical mask as soon as they can. But there's people all over the place that are wearing these things that are reporting these kinds of symptoms already. And this is just getting, this is just beginning. It's just at the beginning right now. And now you have all of a sudden the requirement that was not there during the major part of the lockdown. Now that we're moving out of the lockdown period, all of a sudden everybody's requiring face masks to be worn. This is absolute insanity. If we didn't need it during the lockdown, why do we need it as we come out of it? See, this is a political issue at this point, not a medical issue. Yeah. Yeah, and um, so do you think that the real reason that, uh, I think you wrote this, um, that the, the real reason might be that governments are requiring masks because it's, it's a psychological manipulation. It's part of, it goes along with creating the fear that they need everybody to have. I think that this is largely what's behind it. Whether anybody, you know, some specific person intended it this way or not is open for debate. But the net effect of it is fear, and there have been peer-reviewed studies done on the wearing of face masks that prove that they increase the level of fear not only in the wearer, but also in the people around the wearer. So, mm-hmm. you know, this has been known for a long period of time. Fear is a thing associated with wearing face masks. We're talking to uh, Pat Wood. He's uh, uh, at Citizens for Free Speech and also the author of Technocracy Rising, the Trojan Horse of Global Global Transformation, which we will talk to him about at a later date. Um, uh, So your your friend, the neurosurgeon Russell Blaylock, who you've been talking about, and I read his post uh, today, uh, he talks about headaches, worsening of lung conditions in people who already have uh, lung conditions, loss of blood oxygen that actually impairs your immunity. So it actually may make the, if you do catch the virus and you have been wearing a mask, because you can still catch it if you've been wearing one, it may actually make the effects of getting the COVID-19 worse than it would have been if you hadn't worn a mask, correct? That's exactly right. That is the logical conclusion to this. And Nobody's talking about this. That's one reason we decided to make it an issue, because this is a First Amendment issue at this point. It's huge. And, uh, you know, the First Amendment is really clear about the, the you know, the first of a volley of rights that we have that are supposed to be unenviable rights. But nevertheless, freedom of speech, freedom of the press, uh, freedom to assemble uh, freely, uh, the free practice of, of religion. You know, the churches are still closed down, and the ones that are opening up, they're all wearing face masks and they're social distancing. Say, what's going on here? Well, Congress says, you know, we're not supposed to make a law restricting the free exercise of religion. However, churches have now been conditioned to accept these terms on how you will worship. (laughs) Oh, sure, you can meet your church, but you have to wear face masks and you have to social distance, put your chairs six feet apart and all this stuff. This is not right, according to the First Amendment. This absolutely destroys the First Amendment, and people need to understand what's going on here. These are basic, fundamental, constitutional rights that every American has, and it's not an issue of liberal, conservative, Democrat, Republican. All Americans live under the protection of the First Amendment. Yeah, I saw Judge Napolitano on uh, Fox a week or so ago, and he said, I, I went to a supermarket uh, today, and there was a guy standing out front uh, with a mask on, and he told me that I had to wear a mask. And he said, there's a law. The law says it's the law. You have to wear a mask. He's, and he said, I said, listen, I will wear a mask because you are in a private business, and you say that I'm not allowed in unless I wear a mask. Then if I want to come in your place of business, I'll, I'll wear a mask. But don't tell me there's a law that I have to wear it because it doesn't exist. No law has been passed that says I have to wear a mask. He said uh, it's a governor's whim, you know, that, that everybody's going to wear a mask. and That is not a law. And that's another thing I think people miss, Pat. They totally miss it. And there is no federal law. There are, there are no state laws at this point 
where the state legislatures have gotten involved in this issue. And this is a key thing, too, because we're supposed to be living in a country where the rule of law is what guides our country. It's, it's the protection. It's the, the fence around our field that, that keeps everything, everybody honest, the rule of law. This, there's no law. It, it, you know, when people just stand up, whether it be a city council passing a resolution or whatever, if a resolution is unconstitutional that a city passes, that does not give them the right to send out the police and enforce it anyway. Of course, they do. They're doing that, though, right? Yeah. They're arresting oh, yeah. people. They're they're breaking breaking up, uh, you know, functions, funerals, weddings, uh, whatever it might be. They're arresting people absolute- for throwing a ball in a park. Kept playing catch. That's right. Or I saw one story where a guy was uh, surfing on a way well, is on a paddleboard yeah. out oh, of yeah. the Pacific Ocean, Southern California. By and himself. all by himself, there was nobody else around, and the police uh, came out and they arrested him. <laughs> because well, the, I don't the know governor, why, I'm not sure why. The governor oh. of uh, Illinois, Pritzker, who's the grandson of a major Al Capone era gangster, um, he's the governor of uh, Illinois. He has uh, now uh, decreed that you can you can uh, take your boat out on the lake if there are two people in it, but. Uh, no more than two people in the boat. So um, this is the governor deciding that he can just pass that law that says that uh, if I take my boat out, he gets to tell me how many people I'm allowed to have in my boat. Where does There's no law that backs him up on that. He can, can he arrest me for that? Can I go to jail for that? Some people do need to start going to jail for this. That's, that's a good point. They really do. There needs to be enough civil disobedience where oh yeah, where no question. Citizens can get it into court and get discovery and smack these people down where they belong. They mm-hmm. have no right making these unconstitutional executive orders that have no support of state co- legislature whatsoever, but they're doing it under the name of a national emergency or a state emergency or whatever they're declaring, and they say, "Well, this is what we have to do," and it's not. They're wrong. And in some counties, I have to, I, hats off to some constitutional sheriffs. Some sheriffs in some counties all over the country are saying, we will not enforce your unconstitutional orders, period. And they're not. This is a proper function of a constitutional sheriff is to stand up against these other elected officials and say, you're breaking the rule. You, you are breaking the law here and we will not enforce your crackpot regulations and executive orders or whatever it is you come up with if it violates the Constitution. And I recommend everybody read the piece by Dr. Russell Blaylock at Citizens for Free Speech. Uh, and Pat Wood is the guy who posted it there. He's with us now. Uh, and uh, Dr. Blaylock says there is no scientific evidence showing the need for masks. None. So None. that kind of supports the idea that it's about instilling fear. What other reason would there be? Unless, I mean, I, I'm, I wouldn't, I'm not suggesting that it's not possible that the governor of Pennsylvania actually thinks he's doing a good thing by, by making people wear masks. But I'm going with the doctor on this, not, not the governor. Well, I would, I would hope that you do. And I, I'm telling people already that take exception to this article. It's like, okay, look, if you want to wear a mask, this is America, and you're allowed to do that. You don't have to come get anybody's permission. If you want to wear a mask, that's fine. But you have every obligation to yourself and your family to understand the risks associated with wearing the mask, and that's all this article mm-hmm. is about. We're not trying to convince somebody you know, or, or, or mandate to them, oh, you just can't wear a mask. Well, of course you can. If you don't like what the doctor says, or you say, I'd rather I'll accept that risk. I'm going to wear a mask anyway. Well, shoot, people smoke all the time, don't they? You know, mm-hmm. I mean, there's plenty of warnings on why smoking isn't good for you. People still smoke. Well, we don't get excited about them smoking. Maybe we'll walk away a little bit, but we don't, you know, it's America. If you want to smoke, you smoke. So, you know, there's a lot of controversy around this, but because of the fear People immediately get they get angry and and they want to call you a dirty bum and you know you're yeah. just selfish and you're thinking about yourself only yourself and you're not thinking about anybody else. This is the argument. This is the mantra that we need to change. That is not the American way. Never has been the American way. 
even when you get on an airplane and they go through the drill, you know, where they drop down the oxygen mask, yeah. they say, put it on your own face first and then help the person next to you. Right. <laughs> you know, well, the doctor actually up. says, and, I, and I'm running out of time here, Pat, but the doctor actually says at the, la- the last uh, sentence of his piece, he says not to attack and insult people who don't wear a mask because that is the wise choice to make. This is the doctor, neurosurgeon, pretty smart guy. So he said, That's leave it. people That's alone exactly. if they don't want to wear a mask. They're doing the right thing. Exactly. Exactly. Well, hey, hey Pat, I appreciate you being here. That uh, and we can find you at uh, Citizens for Free Speech, and where else? At the, well, online. Well, technocracy.news is my professional site, and citizensforfreespeech.org is uh, our nonprofit, um, you know, First Amendment site. Like to have you on again. I appreciate it, Pat. Thanks a lot. Thank you, John. You're welcome. Okay, and that's Pat Wood. We'll be right back. Worried about deductibles and copays, dental or vision? How about elective procedures? Marley Financial has got you covered. This is John Stagerwald. Marley Financial is now offering a new health savings account that can be used for anything health-related, anything, co-pays and deductibles, any prescription, even elective procedures. Marley's new turbocharged health savings account can set you free of high premiums and out-of-pocket expenses. There's even a company matching component that can provide two or even three to one in benefits. And because it's a contribution, not a premium, your value stays with you for the rest of your life. And if you recently lost your job and your health benefits, Marley has programs to get you the coverage you need when you need it most. Call Marley Financial today at 724-884-1496 and ask about their new turbocharged health savings account. That's 784-884-1496. Marley Financial, the most innovative agency in the marketplace at MarleyFG.com. If you're thinking of replacing your carpets due to pet stains and odors, you must try Genesis 950. Genesis 950 with water breaks down the bonds of stains and odors so they're gone for good. Its antibacterial component removes pet odors from carpet and padding. It can even be used in a carpet cleaning machine. And it's green, so it's safe for your family and pets. Before you purchase new carpets, you must try Genesis 950. It's made in America. One gallon of industrial strength Genesis 950 makes up to seven gallons of cleaner. But Genesis 950 is not just for pet stains. It's a disinfectant that kills viruses. It can be used on surfaces and floors by mixing one-third Genesis 950 with two-thirds water. Apply to surface and clean with fresh water. It's great for floors, bathrooms, kitchens, garages, grease stains, wheels, tires, decreasing engines, and upholstery. It's available on Amazon. However, if you order a gallon direct at Genesis950.com, you'll receive a free spray bottle and discount using code SALEM. That's Genesis950.com. Genesis950.com. Salem. You all have helped build MyPillow into the amazing company that it is today. Now, Mike Lindell, the inventor and CEO of MyPillow, wants to give back to our listeners. You can get great discounts on all MyPillow products if you go to MyPillow.com right now and click on the radio listener specials. You're going to see some amazing offers. Right now, MyPillow is offering an exclusive radio special. Today, they're offering buy one, get one free on a variety of their amazing products, including the Supima MyPillows, MyPillow towels, roll-and-go anywhere pillows, duvet covers, Giza pillowcases, bolster pillows, and neck pillows. Plus, if you buy Mike Lindell's book, What Are the Odds? From Crack Addict to CEO, you'll get free shipping and a $25 gift card. Just go to MyPillow.com and enter promo code STAG or call 800-716-8087. Be sure to use promo code STAG. MyPillow is answering the call for more face masks as the country continues to deal with the global coronavirus pandemic. They'll be making face masks for hospitals across the country. Migraines can attack anytime, anywhere. Now there's a new kind of pill you can take anytime, anywhere to treat them. Introducing Ubrelvi or Ubrojapant. Ubrelvi can provide relief from migraine pain and debilitating symptoms without worrying where you are or if it's too late. 
People took Ubrelvi within four hours of a migraine attack. One dose can quickly stop a migraine in its tracks within two hours, and many had pain relief in just one hour. Ubrelvi treats migraine attacks in adults and is not for migraine prevention. It is available by prescription only. Do not take Ubrelvi with strong CYP384 inhibitors. Tell your healthcare provider about all the medicines you take. Few people had side effects. The most common were nausea, 2 to 4%, and tiredness, 2 to 3%. While normal routines have shifted, the need for migraine treatment remains the same. Contact your healthcare provider to see if Ubrelvi is right for you. Ubrelvi, the anytime, anywhere migraine medicine. Learn about support and resources at ubrelvi.com or call 844-4-U-B-R-E-L-V-Y. Sponsored by Allergan. You're listening to The John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250. The answer. So I told you at the top of the show that uh, the health, whatever she's called, at the uh, at Los Angeles County, uh, this director, whatever she is, secretary, said that it's uh, almost it's with certainty that she can say that the stay-at-home order will go on for another three months. So this is the kind of stuff that will, I think, and needs to start happening. You're going to see more stuff like this. In Owasso, Michigan, there's a barber there named Carl Mankey. He uh, he was the Governor Whitmer uh, ordered him to stay closed after he had the nerve to open up his shop, and he said he was not going to stay closed. And believe it or not, a militia showed up and blocked the entrance of the barber shop to keep police out. Uh, and it just happens that uh, the judge there has said that he will not uh, enforce the law. And the sheriff, this is what I like, the sheriff said that uh, with limited resources, staffing, and facilities, our priority focus will be on enforcing duly passed laws for the protection of Shiawasa County uh, citizens. I have decided within my authority that our office cannot and will not divert our primary resources and efforts toward enforcement of Governor Whitmer's executive orders. So here you have a barber. Now, how can what is wrong with a barber and, a, and a, whoever his customer is mutually agreeing that it's okay for him to be in his shop and this one person at a time can come in and get his hair cut. They, they mutually agree that they'll, be both, they'll both be fine, and that's the end of it. But the, gov- the government has to step in on that. So I love it. I love the fact that a militia showed up, and I love the fact that the sheriff said that he's not going to uh, just enforce laws that this Governor Whitmer, who's a, a strange one anyhow, that she thinks she can just decree things, then they become law. The sheriff said, that ain't the way it works. Good for him. Talk to you tomorrow. Bye. The John Steigerwald Show is a production of the Answer Pittsburgh and Salem Media Group.